Let's pray together. May Jesus Christ be with us this morning. May your Holy Spirit open our minds to hear your word. Give us a clear path that we may travel as followers of you, O Christ. I pray this in your holy name. Amen. We're carrying on our series, The Seven I Am Statements of Jesus, in week two of this series. And we've just heard our reading from John's Gospel, from John chapter 8 and verse 12, where it says, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Another ascription of his own divinity. If we read into what the experts within the Bible says, they say that this I am statement, that I am the light of the world, it took place during the Jesus, Jew, Jewish festival of the tabernacles. And one of the main ceremonies during that feast was the illumination of the temple. Most commentators believe that Jesus proclaimed himself to be the light of the world actually at that illumination ceremony. See, what would happen is they would have four enormous stands, each holding four golden bowls in the, in the temple courts. And those 16 bowls, they were filled with old clothes of the priests and they were used as wicks to light, light them with, and they had oil within there. And they would light the night sky, burning bright, and it would shine over all of Jerusalem. It's within that framework, within that situation, that Jesus proclaims that he is the light of the world. But see, the thing is, everyone knows that when you light a candle with a wick, or a, a, a bowl of oil with a wick, that eventually it will run out. It will flicker and fade. But when Jesus proclaims himself as the light of the world, he proclaims that no person will walk in darkness, that they will have the light of life within them, and that will never fade. I want you to take for a moment, where do we get our, our sunshine from? I mean, Si and I were only talking about how amazing it is that we, we've got all these stars and planets and the sun up in the sky. Think for a moment about that, that we just take for granted that, you know, when the clouds do eventually part, that we will have sun out there, won't we? And think for a moment, isn't it amazing how our sun is just that perfect distance. We're just that perfect distance from our sun. Not too hot, not too cold. We're in that perfect zone. And believe it or not, you know, astronomers and, uh, have just been found that they think they have found a number of planets where they're in the same perfect zone as we are where water can exist as a liquid state because water is so important for life. It's that life-giving zone 
that our world exists in. And we can't have it without the sun burning brightly in the first place. Even as amazing as the sun is, it pales into insignificance when we compare it with the real light of the world, which is Jesus Christ. But what does it actually mean when Jesus says, I am the light of the world? Well, we're going to break it down for us a little bit today. So, as, the world, as, the, as Jesus is the light of the world, Jesus is also the light of your life. See, as the Lord said in verse 12, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have life eternal. It's interesting because you know how we've been focusing on John's gospel. I'm going to come and jump to some of the other gospels as well and other parts of scripture to help us illuminate, there's a little pun for you, illuminate um, John's understanding here as well. Luke and Matthew both remind us how, how desperately people need uh, the light of life in their lives. Before Jesus was even born, the father of John the Baptist was filled with the Holy Spirit and he actually began to prophesy about the baby, about the baby John and the coming Messiah. See, here's what it actually says in Luke. I'm going to, it's going to be a big block on the screen, but I'm going to read it there for you anyway. But it's um, Luke 1, 76 to 79. And this is what John, Baptist, John the Baptist's father said. A new child will be called the prophet of the highest, for you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare his way, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, with which the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death to guide our feet in the way of peace. He's talking about the prophecy of, he's talking about John, leading the way for, for Jesus, but Jesus being the light who gives light to those who are sitting in darkness. This is at the very beginning in the Lord's ministry here. Further on, Matthew 4, uh, verse 13 to 16, says this about Jesus. Leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is by the sea in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali, that it might be filled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, The land of Zebulun and the, the land of Naphtali, the way of the sea beyond Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sit in darkness saw a great light. And upon those who sit in the region and in the shadow of the death, light has dawned. Notice both of them are talking about the great light of Christ coming that gives light to those who are in darkness. For us, we take this and we read this and we understand there is a desperate need for Jesus Christ. He is the only true light of life. In Jesus, the people who sat in darkness saw a great light. And upon those who sat in the region in the shadow of the valley of death, dawn has broken. I want to ask, what would the world be like if there was no sun, that physical sun that we have here? What would it be like? Cold, dark, and dead. It would be lifeless. But what would it be like if the sun was only just a fraction weaker? 
Could you imagine that? We'd be wandering around aimlessly about in the dark, in the dimness. It would be colder, much, much colder. If that sun is only a little bit dimmer, we walk in darkness. What I want you to do is I want to encourage you that you may know the full light of Jesus Christ in your life so that you can walk around not in darkness but in the light. And people wander around in darkness when they do not know Jesus Christ because as Jesus said, he is the light of the world. Jesus is the light of life. The other thing that Jesus does in this, this scripture that, we, that we've read is that he also gives glory, that is, Jesus gives glory to, our, to God the Father. And I just want to share with you um, this scripture reading so that we can understand where it's, it's kind of set. Um, and, it, and it actually comes a little bit beforehand and it speaks about um, Nicodemus. See, Jesus pointed this truth out that um, he continually gives glory to God the Father, to, to God. And he pointed this out to Nicodemus on the night that he was talking to him. And we're going to just jump to, to John 3.16, a very famous verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save it through him. So in other words, light to give life. For whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because of their evil deeds. Everyone who does evil hates the light, and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly, plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. Light illuminates and gives us hope. So just as the light of the world, that is Jesus, gives glory to God, we see an example of this on the Mount of Transfiguration where Jesus was transformed before Peter, James and John. Matthew 17 verse 2 tells us that Jesus was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun. His clothes became white as the light. Here God reveals his glory through the light that's there. Even in Acts where we, where we encounter Paul, and Paul on the road to Damascus, what happens? He's blinded by what? A great light. And who is that light? It is Jesus Christ, his encounter with Christ. So when, when we hear the saying, Jesus says, I am the light, we hear it time and time again through scripture that that's who Jesus is. Jesus says that he is the light of the world, but he never forgets to give glory and authority, a witness to the true identity that is within God, God the Father. We also see what Jesus does. And Jesus helps us to see God's salvation, what happens. 
Jesus is the light that shows us the way to salvation. I want to share you an illustration. You may have heard this before, this illustration before. It's recently famous. It's about the Apollo astronaut Jim Lovell. And he told this, um, this story about one of the most frightening times of his life. And it wasn't actually going up in a rocket into outer space. It was when he was returning from a combat mission, he, he couldn't find the aircraft carrier he was meant to land on. It was night and the carrier lights were off due to combat conditions. Jim's navigation equipment was of no use because they were under complete radio silence. And he desperately turned on the map light to see if he could calculate where his position was. But suddenly what happens is that there was a short circuit and all the lights went out. And it was then when he was in complete darkness, in a plane, flying blind, not knowing where he could land, that he saw an eerie glow in the water. And it was the glow of tiny sea plankton that had been churned up in the wake of the aircraft carrier. And then he knew that if all he had to do was follow that trail of light, that it was a highway to the ship and a safe landing. It's the same for us. Sometimes we have to find ourselves in our darkest place before we realise that we are sitting in darkness, before we will actually look and find the light. See, Jesus helps us see that salvation is through God alone. So I encourage you today to look. Look in our own darkness and look for the light that guides you towards Jesus Christ as our Lord and Saviour. My fourth and final point I want to make today is this, that Jesus also gives us fellowship in the family of God. Jesus also gives us fellowship in the family of God. In this first letter, the Apostle John wrote these words to fellow Christians. So it comes from 1 John chapter 1, verses 3 to 7. That which we have seen and heard, we declare to you, that you also have, ha have fellowship with us. Truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you, that your joy may be full. This is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you, that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lied and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. See, for us as Christians, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, We'll have great fellowship with other believers. We'll have great fellowship with our Father in heaven. And we'll have great fellowship with Jesus Christ the Son. We can have great fellowship in this family of God because 
You know what? Our sins have been washed away by the blood of Jesus Christ shed on the cross for us. We can have great fellowship because, because we believe in Jesus Christ. God's Spirit gives us a new birth into this new family of God. That's why in, in John chapter 12, verse 36, Jesus says, While you have the light, believe in the light, that you may become sons of light. And in Ephesians 5.8, Paul tells his believers, You were once in darkness, but now you're in the light of the world. Walk as children of light. Jesus as the light of the world. Jesus gives us fellowship with the family of God. As I've said before, and I said earlier today and last week, and I'm going to continue to say, the I am statements that Jesus makes within John's gospel gives us an insight into who Jesus truly is. Gives an insight into him from his own words. But also gives us an insight into our own spiritual lives. As Jesus is the light of the world, and this is the light that gives life, then we as followers of Jesus, are the reflection of who Jesus then truly is, then we must become like the light of the world as a follower of Christ. We must reflect his own true light. Now I'm going to get Chris just in a second. We have a few lights shining on me at the moment. And believe it or not, you know what? When you see something... It's actually a reflection of that light coming back to you. So I'm going to get a little bit of physics for you here. The, the light that's shining on me is then reflected back to you. It is the same for us. That Christ's light shines upon us and we, if we are a follower of Christ, we reflect that back to the world. So if we have no light, I'm going to get Chris to turn it off, it is much darker and we don't reflect that light back. You find it harder to see me now because the light has disappeared. It's the same when... And we'll turn the light back on now. Oh, there we go. You can see much better, can't you? You can see me. It's amazing how that happens. But see, when the light of Jesus Christ is upon us, when the light of Christ is upon us and we are following in the way of Jesus Christ, the world will see us. The world will see Christ when we allow ourselves to reflect the glory of Jesus Christ in our own life. It is changing our daily lives. It is working differently in who we are. It's not conforming to what the world wants us to do, but it is conforming to the will of Christ working in our lives. So let us just pray together. Let us join together and let us seek to be a true reflection of Jesus Christ, the light of the world. Let's just pray. Oh Lord God, we come today and we know that some, some of us may not feel as close to Christ as we would hope. Some of us may not understand who Jesus truly is. Lord, today I ask that you open their heart to see that, that even as a good person, that goodness does not get us into heaven, does not make us right with God. 
that is accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Saviour. And so I ask this morning, on behalf of all of us, that we may truly accept Jesus Christ as the light of the world, the one who comes to save, to show those things within us that fall short of the glory of God. O Lord, forgive us of our sins and may we follow you more truly and fully today. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. Amen.